Hi, I'm Brittany Bly. And I'm Anna Marie Newell, and welcome to Pilot Lights. The podcast brought to you by two highly unqualified adults who break down pilot episodes of new and old TV shows. And just so you know, this podcast comes with a permanent spoiler alert. We're in for a treat today, aren't we, Anna Marie? Yes, I am so excited. Why are we so excited today? Because we have our first guest. Our first guest host, the lovely, the smart, the talented. Can I call you doctor now? Yeah. Dr. Kyle Durant. (laughs) I was going to say Mother (laughs) F and Durant, but I... (laughs) Uh, That is my middle name. Mother Ethan. Wow. All these years, I never knew. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Anyway, how do you guys? How do you guys know each other? (laughs) Well, Well, I know Doctor Brittany Bly, (laughs) Mother Ethan Bly. From (laughs) Um, we met each other seven years ago, right when I moved to New York, and um, we just became besties. We we met at. a church, I yeah. think, a long time ago. Yeah, when you were just a wee babe. And I was a little 21-year-old little baby. <laughs> you, <laughs> you were a little baby. And it's funny because, like, when we first met, I'm like, oh, this guy's the nicest. He's such a nice guy. And then do you remember when I think the first time we actually hung out was when Will and Jasmine and I decided to take you to uh, the Times Square? <laughs> Love bloody manner bloody i think it's blood manner and we brought you because like you were like taller than all of us and it was like okay we got kyle here we're safe we were all the biggest pansies kyle's like it's okay guys i'll go first and then they turned us around and i ended up having to go or i was backward i don't know but we were bonded for life after that one we were. Blood Manor. Good times. Uh okay, so we knew each other. We've known each other forever. We were roommates. They they were roommates. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We were roommates for a year in Washington Heights. Great time. And yeah, I think we fell in love with uh, Golden Girls probably about the same time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about you, Kyle, like a 30 second blurb of how, who you are, what kind of shows you like, what you do for a living. All right. Well, I am a nurse practitioner, family nurse practitioner. I work in LGBTQ plus healthcare, which I'm very passionate about. Um, I'm originally from Seattle, Washington area, but have lived in New York City now for seven and a half years. My hobbies include baking, <laughs> uh, photography, art, museums, um, yoga. Um, <laughs> Feel like I'm writing a dating profile. Uh, <laughs> long walks out on the beach. <laughs> long walks on the beach. Um, I, yeah, and uh, as far as shows, I, I don't know. I kind of like a little bit of everything. I like, you know, some dramas, comedies. Um, I don't know, animation. Brittany, if you were to put Kyle in a three Venn diagram with us. Mm. What would you say? What's our center? Yeah. The Muppets? <laughs> our center is the Muppets. Kyle, have you ever seen the Muppets? 
Oh yeah, I've, I've definitely seen the Muppets. Okay, <laughs> but but have you seen like that show that's on ABC? The Muppets. Oh. Okay, well, never mind. Strike that. That's not in our series. <laughs> I've never seen that, so. Well, but I bet if you did see it, maybe that would be our center. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay, well, I know what's directly in the middle of our center. Two things. Hamilton. Oh. Right, mm-hmm. Kyle? You like Hamilton. We saw that together. Right. We saw that together. You're right. We saw that together. We did see it together. So there's an, a middle of our Venn diagram. Show tunes, for sure. Yeah. Kyle yes. once invited me to go see Cats. And I said, um, no, thank no, you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, uh, definitely squarely right in the middle is a little show we like to call The Golden Girls. Ooh. Um, okay. Well, what? anything fun, Anna Marie? Anything to note to our uh, little audience members before we move on to our show? Well, I don't know. I just, uh, I came across... <laughs> actually a memory of how we came to the idea of this podcast uh-huh. and uh let's just say i had a you know i was what do i say like a strike of genius yeah. can we say that well definitely uh i was like literally the middle of the night and um i was just like Brittany and i want to start a podcast what are we going to do it about and what is it going to be called? And like, I think the name of the show was really driving the ideas. <laughs> like I didn't even have a concept yet. I was just thinking of like funny and punny. Well, there was names. one point we wanted to like every episode, just come up with a different name for like, <laughs> welcome back to picture this from Sicily. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And um, I remember texting Brittany in the middle of the night with just, all these names. Yeah. Well, and, I'll explain um, it from my side and uh-huh. my point of view. I wake up for some reason in the middle of the night, check my phone, and I have like 10 missed text messages from Anna Marie. And of <laughs> course, my immediate thought was, oh my goodness, there's some sort of emergency. And I open up the text and no joke, 5,000 different like titles later... <laughs> I'm like, it's just title after title after title. It was wonderful. That's it. it. It was just like pretty much titles, not even concepts. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Some that I would love to note. Uh-huh. Uh, live, laugh, podcast. <laughs> live, laugh, pizza. <laughs> Ooh. Live, laugh, gossip. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's a good one. Um. Where do I know you from? <laughs> I just want to go down the line really quick. Gossip okay. Gals, streams of consciousness. Picture this. Kind of like what Sophia always says when she starts a story. Spoiler, that's what we'll be talking about today. Where do I know mm-hmm. you from? Friendly acquaintances. Read it and weep. <laughs> that's why we read certain things and, and then we talk about them, you know? Yeah. Uh, do you know what I know? Sister Sludge. I didn't get that one. Play on Sister Sledge. Well, I sled. told you it's a play on Sister Sledge. Which, which I is... don't know what that is. Oh. We are oh. family. Okay. Crickets. Um, what in the what? Mm-hmm. The female gaze, which doesn't exist, by the way. <laughs> well, if we had a podcast. We could talk about that. Then it would exist. Yeah. yeah. I dreamed a dream. <laughs> Kyle, do you want to bet? Dream of life gone by. <laughs> uh, it's an, a dream interpretation podcast. 
music gals. <laughs> Insomni yaks. String cheese and nudes. Not not nudes oh, like N-U-D-E-S. N-O-O-D-S, like noodles. I love noodles. And my personal favorite, which came in second, uh, in my opinion. Excuse me while I roll my eyes. <laughs> Uh, and then obviously yep. Pilot Lights was in there and that one just super clicked and it was yep. great. And that's where and we are today is Pilot yeah. Lights. It's wonderful. If I could snap, I'd snap right now. You can't snap? Kind of. You hear that? <laughs> Kyle could never be in West Side Story. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. Okay. Uh, All right. Well, should we uh, go ahead and introduce our show that we, oh, I think yes. it needs no introduction, really. <laughs> um, but basically, Kyle, the way that we sort of uh, format is we're going to talk about the episode, talk about the plot. Mostly, I think we'll spend a lot of time talking about the characters because they really mm-hmm. drive the plot. And yeah, just sort of have a discussion and then we round everything up with uh, reviews, uh, critical reviews, but also just then our own where we rate out of five pilot lights, different categories. So you're all ready for that? Okay. <laughs> you guys ready for that? Oh, Jordan, Jordan. Yes. <laughs> okay. <great. laughs> I'm so ready. Yes, I'm ready. Excuse us. This is our first time with a uh, guest host and we're so excited that you're here, Kyle. All right. Well, where do you want to start, Anne-Marie? Okay, let's start with the cast, which is just like, like Brittany mentioned, a huge part of uh, the entire show. So Golden Girls um, was a sitcom show that was started in 1985, mm-hmm. ran for about seven, seven years, seven seasons. And uh, here's the little description on IMDb. Four previously married women live together in Miami, sharing their various experiences together and enjoying themselves despite hard times. <laughs> That's it. That's what it is. That's the description. Doesn't do it justice. <laughs> I know. It kind of just like it really waters it down. Okay. So the Golden Girls, there are four main characters. The first of all is B. Arthur, who plays a character named... Dorothy's Bornack. And um, B was actually in another show previously to this uh, called Mod. Do you, do you guys know about Mod? The only thing I know is that the creator of Golden Girls, I think, created Mod, right? Oh, uh, maybe. But I think she <laughs> I and some of the other characters were in it too, right? Yeah, Rue McClanahan, who plays Blanche. They were both in it. And Mod is actually a spinoff of, I want to say, All in the Family. So anyway, um, it's kind of cool that there were, so B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan, like, had acted before and were in a show together. Uh, Rue plays Blanche Devereaux, and um, she, man, what would you guys say about Blanche? Um, she's a Southern Belle. <laughs> she is. Yes, Southern Belle, Southern, I think, Protestant woman <laughs> with uh, a little bit of a... Uh, flirtatious <laughs> yeah i was gonna say sex drive yeah um yes. yeah she's always the like really fashionable one who 
cares so much about what she looks like and how she presents herself, especially to men. And that's just like a whole thing through this whole series that's like, oh, Blanche, she's, I don't know, very friendly, (laughs) if we can say that. I don't know. Yes. Okay. (laughs) I read this uh, thing where they talked about the review um, and it's like, Blanche Devereaux was the youngest and most sexually ambitious. <laughs> I think that's the <laughs> word you're looking for. Okay. And then, well, I didn't mention, so B, so Dorothy is, uh, what is her? She's a substitute teacher, isn't she? <laughs> she's a substitute teacher, but she's from Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah, from Queens. Mm-hmm. And her family is um, Italian from Sicily. And she, she's like divorced. Um, I don't know, has like a few children, right? Adult children. Yeah, she got pregnant in high school. <laughs> yeah, and then married right away by Stan. <laughs> Stan. <laughs> Stan. And, um, but then Blanche, her husband passed away. And so she is single, <laughs> but also not single at the same time. And she, she like always has a suitor. Yeah, she owns the house. That they all live in. She does. Yep. Then uh, there is Betty White, who plays the character Rose Nyland. And she is a woman who is from Minnesota, oh, St. Yeah. Olaf. St. Olaf. Which is yeah. not a real town. It's a college, oh. which is fine. Shout out to my friends who all went to St. Olaf. Really? I didn't know that it's a college. Yeah. Interesting. And um, so Rose's husband also died, and so she's single as well. And she moved um, to Miami because it's warmer. Why? Yes. Why did she move? I don't know. I guess because mm-hmm. that's where you go to retire, right? I guess that's why. It's like definitely a trope. Old people retire in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she, for work, I think Rose, she's like a grief counselor, isn't mm-hmm. she? Yeah, and. I mean, Kyle, what would you say about Rose? I'd say Rose is very, she has a positive outlook on life, mm-hmm. but may not always understand everything that's going on around her. <laughs> yeah. She's a little ditzy. She's a little yeah. ditzy, yes. But that's why I love her. Uh-huh. She doesn't really pick up on sarcasm and like all the jokes that Dorothy just lays out and so she's always kind of like the i want to say victim of dorothy's uh jabs oh yeah things like that definitely then our the fourth golden girl is um the character's name is sophia petrillo played by estelle getty and she sophia is dorothy's mother Mm -hmm. and so there are these three women blanche dorothy rose and then dorothy's mother ends up living with them in this house that Blanche owns. And I mean, Sophia's husband, so Dorothy's father also passed away. So these are all like single older women um, just living it up in Miami. Mm -hmm. I know in the first episode, Sophia mentions that she's 80 years old. Yeah. Do we know Dorothy and Rose? I saw that in season one, it was revealed, I think, that Dorothy's 55. (laughs) Like, I mean, 55, they portrayed them as like geriatric, but like 55 is like, (laughs) that's not that old. No, I'm like, I'm closer to, I'm closer to 55 than I am. 
not not i was gonna say, i can't do math i was gonna say 20 but i don't know if that's right um maybe but i've seen so many things that like compare what these four women looked like in the 80s portraying and they were pretty much those ages i mean um actually estelle getty who played sophia was i think the youngest actually out of the four and yet she played the 80 year old but like B. Arthur, Betty White, Rue McClanahan, they were roughly like either really late 40s maybe for Rue. Yeah. Or definitely 50s. And then and then like memes and things that I've seen these days, it compares to what, you know, 50-year-olds women look like today. And yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, like huge difference. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, it definitely plays into like some of those stereotypes of like single or widowed older women but you look at like that first season of Betty White she looks like they both like all of them look so great and they make Estelle Getty look very old that first episode (laughs) I think that wig is so bad (laughs) no I think it it changes like through the other episodes right yeah I just looked it up Rose is supposed to be 55 Dorothy 53 Blanche 47 and Sophia 79 so Blanche is supposed to be 11 years older than I am (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yeah well guys i just found a gray hair the other day and uh i'm having a hard time it's like right in the middle of my head well that's funny because i didn't find any gray hair on my on the top of my head the first place i ever found a gray hair was in my eyebrow (laughs) (laughs) and it was in grad school was it because of grad school yeah i started growing gray hairs at seven 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 years old, yeah. Wow. You were yeah. one yeah, one patch on my head. Oh, well, mm. You could have been in this cast, really. I could have. <laughs> Seven years old. <laughs> um, I do wanna say nineteen eighty five, that's the year that I was born. So this show debuted right before mm-hmm. like in September of nineteen eighty five. And what I wanna say, I mean, we can get into this like obviously when we start talking about um the reviews, but what's really cool is it was a hit from the time it debuted. Like, so mm-hmm. people really loved Golden Girls and it did so well with like a studio audience or like just like, what is it, like a screener audience? Like, they got a standing ovation that they immediately like, like called in 12 more episodes because it just was received so, so well. Oh, wow. And mm-hmm. the script is so great. And I think what I love about this pilot episode is it definitely seems like like these women have known each other for years and it, and they probably have like in the acting circuits. And mm-hmm. I think we'll get into like the relationship. I mean, you could talk about this right now. Anna Marie is like B. Arthur kind of was annoyed by Betty White, which is just yes. like such a funny idea because their characters are so opposite, you know, yeah. it works really well, but anyways, mm-hmm. it's just funny. Yeah. But sometimes it just, it kind of makes me sad when I hear that actors don't like each other in shows yeah. even if their characters don't like each other but it's uh-huh. just like oh like i don't like when people are mean or have a hard time and <laughs> but i think b arthur together. wasn't that far off from her character in general yeah i was watching a clip of maud which was that show i was mentioning yeah. that b arthur and rue mcclanahan were in i mean b plays maud <laughs> she's the title character and um she literally I saw it and before I knew it was Maude, I was like, wait, is this the Golden Girls? I mean, oh. they were, she literally was Dorothy, 
But the thing that like threw me off was that Rue McClanahan, her her like Blanche accent, like her Southern Belle, yeah, was not there. So I was like, wait, why isn't Blanche talking like she normally does? And I said, oh, this is a different show. But then that's like what you're saying. B. Arthur, meh, was she typecast or like <laughs> did she really just play herself all the time? I don't know. Yeah. Well, Maybe. I think originally Rue McClanahan was cast as like the Rose character and mm-hmm. Betty White was cast as the Blanche Devereaux character. And B. Arthur was like, I don't want to do the show if that's what it was, because in Maude, Rue McClanahan was playing more the Rose character. And she's like, I don't want to just do another show like Maude. And then when she found out that Betty White and Rue McClanahan had switched roles, she was like, okay, I'm in. And so it's just funny where you look at that dynamic of these women who were just like such pros by the time Mm -hmm. they got on Golden Girls, they'd been stage actresses. They've been, they'd been like serious role actors and actresses. And it just was this perfect combination of women. Mm-hmm. to just like do so well so yeah all right well kyle what are your thoughts on the cast well i absolutely love betty white's character right uh rose i feel like i connect most mm-hmm. with rose mm-hmm. um, you definitely relate to rose i would say that is 100 percent accurate <laughs> yeah anna marie who am i uh-huh uh i have thought about this uh-huh. a lot uh-huh. because i have watched this entire series I actually think I'm a mix mm-hmm. of Rose and Dorothy, but then also Sophia. <laughs> it's Sophia. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dorothy and Sophia are very similar, which makes sense, mother and daughter. Yeah. It's like, how do you describe what's different between them? Honestly, nothing. I mean, I think Sophia has less of a filter. Oh, well, that's true. And, yeah. You don't think I have a filter? I don't know a story basket oh that doesn't <laughs> she's yeah pointing. but i don't say things that are like purposely mean to other people no well, actually that's not true yeah okay well so <laughs> i don't think there's any um question in anybody's mind that i definitely am dorothy <laughs> <laughs> yeah i could say anybody would be dorothy not because you're mean but no because you just speak your mind oh yeah and like you're you're like strong and and commanding not bossy but like you you command the room is that a phrase yeah yeah you know yeah. you you walk in and everyone's like oh, there's britney that's what they do with dorothy and i'm behind like, carrying my little purse <laughs> yeah you walk in with your five purses and your nylons sit down on the couch sorry i was just gonna oh, say God. and you're never gonna bring me down <laughs> <laughs> I have a, a a frequent uh story on my Instagram that I repost of this uh I don't know his name but he's this TikToker who does a lot of theater stuff but he goes imagining uh if the principal role of Wicked was played by B Arthur and it's basically just defying so, gravity defying gravity anyways uh okay yeah so I think that that's why this show's so wonderful um the other thing is like i don't have a lot of people in my life who are uh blanche yeah i feel like when you me and jasmine were living together you were dorothy <laughs> <laughs> i was rose 
Jasmine was black. Right, Jasmine was just this southern belle, but she's not southern at all. <laughs> not at all. It's just because she went on more dates than we did. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the plot of the pilot episode. Yep. When's the last time you had watched the pilot episode? I, well, I mean, I just watched it for this. Well, I know, but. But the first time I watched it. So it was when I was living with you. So maybe two-ish years ago. Because had you watched Golden Girls before we watched it? Nope. Oh, I forgot. And I was like, you mm-hmm. have to watch Golden Girls. And then it's the best. Kyle, when's the first time you started watching Golden Girls? Um, you know, I'm not exactly sure when the first time was, but I remember as a kid, you know, having it on the TV. Yeah. You know, over to my grandparents' house or something. Hmm. Um, But I didn't like start watching it watching it until i was i don't know 25 mm. when we were together <laughs> i'm noticing a pattern here <laughs> um but i don't remember watching the pilot episode before i lived with you Anna Marie. i think that may have been the first time i'd like watched it because it's kind of the show you can literally jump in and watch any episode yeah. you don't need to know really much backstory because they just the writing in the show is so great that you can literally just watch any episode and it's it's great it's uh Mm -hmm. not super linear and there's sometimes recurring characters but there's one thing that's definitely noticeably different from the pilot episode (laughs) than there is of the whole show and that would be coco coco Coco. the gay butler (laughs) (laughs) it's a travesty they cut him well I agree. Although I'd read somewhere that the reason Actually, Estelle Getty never was supposed to be a main character. Yeah. Oh, really? It was supposed to be Coco, but then they they cut Estelle cut Coco for Estelle Getty. Yeah, she hmm. was just meant to be a recurring character, and Coco was just their gay like cook or chef slash butler. But mm-hmm. they found that with the audience the reaction to Estelle Getty's character was so well received that they just made her the full-time character having her move in. She was just supposed to be a recurring character where she just kind of flitted in and out. But can you imagine if that like, wasn't like if Estelle Getty was just like, she came in from shady pines once every like couple episodes, (laughs) you know, like then who would I have been a Coco? (laughs) 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 Also the name Coco. It's like, it's like, could they get more stereotypical of like, I know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Thoughts, Kyle? It was very stereotypical, but at the time, I guess it was a more re- uh, revolutionary. I don't know. If that's mm-hmm. I think say, it but. was definitely, I mean, the thing that I really like about Golden Girls is that they really introduced like all these very, uh, what sort of taboo? Yeah. Like taboo topics. And so. I like when she, when Estelle Getty's character is like, is the fancy man still here? And then she's like, he's a good whatever. And she like makes this, like, it didn't, it didn't bother her. So even though she Mm -hmm. has this like really awful stereotypical way of speaking of this man, um, she's like, yeah, he's a fine petunia. Like she's like totally fine (laughs) with it. And that's like her way of being able to say Mm -hmm. anyway. So he was obviously just a character that was in the first episode. We're introduced to him second, I think, because, um, we show Dorothy kind of walking through the kitchen and he's cooking and Rose comes in and says Blanche has a date. And so we're sort of introduced to each character as their stereotyped roles 
You know, mm-hmm. we get <clears throat> super sarcastic comment from B. Arthur right away. Of like, what are you making? He's like, tamales. Yeah, what is it? Enchiladas rancheros. She's like, why don't you just shoot me? It's like, what? I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Am I dumb? I don't get that joke. Maybe her body... IBS. I don't know. That's Maybe she I can't handle thinking. it. I mean, because she's getting old, right? Yeah. Spicy food. Yeah. So then, um, yeah, we get to know Dorothy a little bit. She's talking about her um, substitute teaching. And so that's how we learn like who she is. And then Rose comes in and, oh, it was a hard day at grief counseling. It's like, well, what do you expect? Like, it's grief counseling. Then Blanche comes in and she's all um, like, getting ready she's in this like beautiful pink sparkly dress with this like fur wrap or something which is crazy because it's summertime in Miami (laughs) and they're like why is she all dressed up and she has this date with a man named Harry and they're like who's Harry um turns out that they had only been dating for a week and then remember what he like proposed to her yeah. in a week. He proposed. What is this? BYU Idaho? <laughs> 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 Jokes to all you went to BYU Idaho. <laughs> that's you. Yeah, that's me. I, that was me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're setting up this like idea that she's promiscuous and she moves mm-hmm. fast and she doesn't want to be alone. And there's lots of jokes. I think that's what's really great is like, Within this episode, we just set up really quickly the sharp wit of each character. And even though Rose is like very, um, she's portrayed to be ditzy and kind of like naive. She Mm -hmm. even has like a quick tongue. Like one of my favorites lines in the whole show is when Blanche comes home and she's like, he proposed and, and Rose is really worried about like, Hey, we have this home and it's going to break up our home. And, you know, um, I think Dorothy's worried that, you know, she's moving too fast. And so she says, are you really going to marry Harry? And Blanche says, marry Harry, marry Harry. <laughs> and Rose goes, hey, it rhymes. And then immediately <laughs> B. Arthur's character, Dorothy goes, shut up, Rose. <laughs> and then she goes right back. And it's just that quick deadpan sense of yeah. humor that I think spans all ages and all types of like lifestyles and it just really is just this quick Mm -hmm. quick witted humor that i find very funny Mm -hmm. now Anna Marie, sometimes you struggle when characters are really mean to each other is this a show that sort of transcends that i think i don't have such a hard time with it compared to like other shows Mm -hmm. that we've even talked about or mentioned now that you bring it up, I'm, I'm wondering, like, why am I kind of okay with it? Sometimes I'm like, oh, she's, they're a little too harsh with Rose. But I also think it's, like, when it comes from Dorothy, Dorothy does have love for Rose. Yeah. I mean, like, it's in the back. It's it's, <laughs> it's behind yeah. all the, the quick jabs and stuff. Um, I feel like in other shows, though, where, it, what comes to mind? Parks and Rec, where they hate jerry or gary or larry or whatever his name is at that time yeah like nobody sticks up for him Mm -hmm. you know what i mean but in this show like there are times where they do stick up for rose so i think i'm okay with it or like rose has quips back so she'll like say things yeah she kind of defends herself Mm -hmm. uh definitely so 
we she gets engaged to Harry. She starts planning this wedding. Uh, Rose starts to feel like something's wrong with Harry and she wants to tell Blanche and Dorothy's like, don't you dare. And in the meantime, Sophia <laughs> like has come home. She's come to the house. She sort of just like walks in. She's, uh, you know, she's recently had a stroke. And so they don't really talk too much about her stroke. I think as the series continues i don't really remember but it's kind of a big issue of like well she you know the part of her brain that like you know filters what she can say (laughs) it doesn't work so we have to be patient with her and then she just like it just has this like acid tongue you know and just says whatever Mm -hmm. but it's i think we find out that she's the one who burned down (laughs) shady Shady pines Pines. (laughs) her retirement home her retirement home so eventually she comes to live with uh the four women and so you know, this whole time Rose is like, I have a bad feeling about Harry and what ends up happening at the end of the episode. Yeah. So it's like her wedding day. And um, th- I think Harry is like late to the house. They're going to get married at the house. Mm-hmm. And there's a knock at the door and there's a police officer. And he hands this note to Blanche and says that Harry has been arrested because he's a bigamist <laughs> and has six wives and is wanted in four states so he is obviously not coming to the wedding and she reads this note what did the note say i didn't write it down did you guys sorry maybe you'll find it in your heart to write me or something dumb like that jeez yeah yeah yeah, i was like oh this time was different i really actually liked you (laughs) and this was gonna be different from all the others okay excuse me while i roll my eyes (laughs) (laughs) and and this is when i feel like in all in every episode of this show it's like there's the funny there's the there's the like big kind of drama and then it gets more serious it kind of gets more heartfelt or sad or it really you know exposes the like seriousness of certain um situations and man you just see how devastated blanche is not necessarily only because she was pretty much stood up but also like her fiance was arrested it was like i am alone and i'm going to be alone and i'm going to die alone and i'm never going to be happy again and that's I think, I mean, for this pilot episode, it really just shows you there are these four older women who are living together because they don't have anyone else, you know, like even if they have children, they're all grown up and out on their own and they don't have a husband or a spouse and they really only have each other. And so, man, you just see how sad Blanche is and she's so like ashamed and embarrassed for, you know, what she had gotten herself into. Yeah. As a, you know, an, a millennial who has had a a lot of different kinds of roommates in my life like <laughs> there is an appeal to living alone and also there's an appeal to having roommates uh and I think that this show does a really good job of showing like that fear of being alone and when you're in kind of that like oh I don't like we were just talking about dating on me but like I'm not going out with anybody. I don't have anybody. I'm going to die alone. But then you realize like, well, actually I've got like all these really great people in my life to keep me from truly being alone. Two Mm -hmm. of those people who are on this call right now, you know, (gasps) that's us. 
my little heart just warmed up. <laughs> my little, it grew two sizes just now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's even a line that Rose is like, it was a miracle that we are like living together. Yeah. Right. That was in this episode. Yeah. And, and um, Dorothy's like, what are you talking about? We answered an ad in the grocery store or whatever. And here we are. And, and, you know, Rose is just like, no, it was a miracle that we found each other and we love each other. And Brittany, that reminded me of you and like our living situation in California where we were looking for a roommate, like a fourth one. Uh-huh. And we had uh, talked to a bunch of women and it wasn't great. Yep. <laughs> we like weren't excited about the prospects. And then all of a sudden, I guess what you answered an ad or, mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. know, like yeah. you, you contacted us and, and then here we are now, you know? So yeah. like, it kind of is, I guess it, that's one reason why I love Rose where like Kyle, you she's always kind of positive. She can always see like the good in things. Yeah. And I love that. She's like, this was a miracle. It's not just coincidence yeah. that we're all here. Yeah. So I think that the formula of this show is so great because you have like the introduction, they're usually in their house, like eating breakfast or cheesecake or something like, <laughs> you know, and then they have this, some conflict happens where sometimes it's like, you know, a man has somehow screwed them over mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, you know, they come together and there's this like fun loving message, kind of like full house. Like it's that same mm-hmm. 80s sitcom script, but what's so great is it just, it really does transcend, I think, so many different types of people. And I know that it like, like how many different kinds of drag shows are there of Golden Girls? I mean, this may be the time where we talk about our experience, Kyle, you know, and there there is this like, this idea of inclusivity and they talk about gay rights and they talk about like AIDS, like that were completely taboo, like President Reagan couldn't even say the word like AIDS on the air and the show of these like postmenopausal women, you know, coming on mm-hmm. and talking about how hard it is to be a human being. Um, but without shoving it in your face and making it like the primary plot, it makes everybody look at it and say like, Oh, if it's okay for these characters to be okay with it, then it's gotta be okay for me to be with it too. One thing I like about golden girls is there's always that tender moment in every episode where you can, really like get to the heart of something and Mm -hmm. you know the show is so great at being able to talk about these difficult topics and really make people feel um the plight of of people that they might not always associate themselves with and Mm -hmm. i think um especially like when it came to talking about uh the aids epidemic I think it really helped people change their viewpoints. And I think that's one reason why so many queer people also relate to this show. Um, like a speaking as like a queer man is like being able to see this, this group of women who are, you know, able to connect with so many different types of people and are, uh, themselves maybe not the most typically thing represented in media it's it's Mm -hmm. just like something that um uh i don't know for me that i i'm drawn to i love that Mm -hmm. 
I I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I know that's like such a personal uh, thing, but I, you know, and I joke about the fact that I feel like we, (laughs) a lot of our relationship like bonded on coming home from, I mean, you were in school and I was in grad school and like, let me just tell you guys, like Kyle's the best roommate. I would be literally working on my dissertation to like, honestly, all hours of the day in my bedroom with like two laptops on my bed, like looking back and forth between stuff, watching like Game of Thrones or sitting down and watching Golden Girls with Kyle. But he would like knock on my door and be like, I made some avocado toast for you. And like just the sweetest person, like definitely you, everyone needs a Rose Nyland character in their life. But when, what was it, your birthday or my birthday? It was your birthday. I surprised you with tickets to a Golden Girls Halloween drag show, um, which, if you don't know, there's never been a Halloween episode in all the Girls and Girls season. Oh, and so, yeah, fun fact. So, <laughs> so we went to this like this amazing drag show where they like basically created their like own golden girls episode mm-hmm. um but like takes place on halloween <laughs> and we ate it up <laughs> oh not only did we eat it up we took pictures with the cast which we can post on our instagram page because it was like this married couple and i think they played dorothy and sophia <laughs> so like one played dorothy <laughs> one played sophia but honestly i've never laughed harder i've like never felt more a part of a community as we like sat in this like this tiny auditorium with so many humans who just like love this show and it was just heartfelt such a good memory and I think that this show really does bring people together I know it's brought me together with people and it's so lovely I went to a Golden Girls puppet show (laughs) (laughs) what was that um it was like a few months ago and or like last oh my gosh maybe last winter I don't know and um I didn't have anyone to go with I literally just went by myself and full of it's like a stage performance because you know Avenue Q like but they're golden girls and the Sophia one like had a little purse and (laughs) like and then the person who was like the Dorothy puppet was a man and had like a really low voice. And oh my gosh, it was so funny. And yeah, it was just an entire theater full of people of all ages. I mean, there are people who were my age or younger yeah, or older. And like, we were all there to see this Golden Girls puppet show. <laughs> it was, it was really awesome. We like, you know, we're talking to the people next to us, which these days does not happen. Like you do not talk to people who are next to you. Especially post COVID. So I think that, you know, we can mention that after the seven series or the seven uh, seasons, B. Arthur did not renew her contract and they ended it. And I love when shows don't go on forever. And I think her rationale was like, I want to end this like where it's still in such a beloved place. But then they had this spinoff show called golden palace. And Mm -hmm what's his name Don Cheadle's in it and and like Cheech Marin oh yeah and so just as like a quick we're not going to talk a lot about the episode but we all watched it did you watch it Kyle of course (laughs) (laughs) 
Had you seen it before? No, I had okay. never, never watched it. I yeah, was me neither. real hesitant to watch it because I was like, how can it be Golden Girls without the Arthur? Darthur? But yeah. did you say Darthur? <laughs> Not to call you out, but I just say Dorothy and then I said Arthur. So I said Dortha. <laughs> Anyways, um it was delightful. I honestly was surprised. Is it the same as like Golden Girls? No, but is it worth watching? I would say so. It made me laugh but real hard. It's very similar. I mean, yeah, oh, yeah, you're missing Dorothy, but you got Sophia and she really I said they're so similar, you oh, know? Yeah. And so like you get the really harsh sarcasm from her. You still have Innocent Rose. And here's the thing. The three so because at the end of Golden Girls, Dorothy um actually gets married and she leaves. Yeah. So then it's just the other three, Rose, Blanche, and Sophia. <laughs> the Golden Palace is a hotel that they buy <laughs> because what they think they can. And it's just ridiculous. They go into this hotel that's like already losing business. They don't know how to run a hotel, but they think they can. And then chaos ensues, you oh, know? Obviously. And one of my favorite lines, and I think maybe we should get into really quick before we go to our ratings, like favorite scenes of golden girls across but one of my favorites lines is what's his name the cook comes back he'd left cheat what is his name cheech cheech had come back and he hears hey i'm like sophia's in the kitchen cooking and you just hear him come in he's like i'm back and she goes she looks up she goes dorothy <laughs> so even though b arthur's not in the show they make yeah. a lot of jokes and references <laughs> references to her mm-hmm. um kyle what's your favorite I- golden girls moment well, I was just going to say from, like, Golden Palace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, like, they still reference Dorothy. And I thought it was funny when when um, Rose was like, oh, if only Dorothy were here. Like, uh-huh. why? Why? They're like, so she could beat up Blanche for me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't know if I can, p- like, pick an exact moment. Yeah. Of, like, what my favorite Golden Girls moment is. Um, but just like as a whole, um, one thing that I love from the show, like, is, you know, they get their, their cheesecake, uh-huh. you know, and take a slice and just like sit down and like talk about their lives. And I don't know, I think that's something that, um, like really resonates with me because if, like I'm a baker yeah. and I love like baking cakes for my friends on their birthdays and just like sitting down and like having a slice of cake with my friends and just you know talking about life and how things are and just like having those little moments to to bond with the people that you love and so that's like one thing that when I think of Golden Girls, I always think of that. It's very relatable in that sense. <laughs> I love the, um, there's just so many funny lines. I was looking up different quotes uh, from Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. But before I go into some of that, Anna Marie, do you have any thoughts that you want to share? I, there's something in my mind and I'm trying to remember. I think it might be from the puppet show that I saw. <laughs> that I don't actually know if they took it from an episode. And I'm going to butcher it, so you should probably cut this out. But it was something like Rose was telling a story of somebody from St. Olaf, and his name was like Bacon Hoosen Foosen Pig Man. And (laughs) 
she kept saying that. And then at some point, Dorothy was like, Rose, was Bacon, Who's and Foos and Pigman his Christian name? (laughs) 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 And I remember I cried when they said that in the puppet show. So I don't know if it's real or not. It sounds familiar to me, but I feel like if that's not a joke, (laughs) they've taken, they like, it's a joke that they've said before. But Uh one of my favorite scenes is when they end up going to jail and they're sitting in the jailhouse. Do you guys remember this episode? And Dorothy like gets up and she's like, don't mess with me. I like, you think you can fight me? I, I was, I spent time in Attica and the lady goes, Attica's a men's prison. She's like, yeah. And it was two years before they found out I wasn't a man. And like, it, just, it makes me laugh so hard. Just like how quick. And one of my favorite things like I'd read is B. Arthur. I think there was a quote I read on IMDb where she said something like, I would stay up laughing. Like some of the lines that were written in this show kept me up at night laughing because they're just so quick witted and so funny. Should we move on to our ratings? Yeah, let's move on to our ratings. Okay, so I I took a, I just wanted to read a little bit of facts before we go into our own personal ratings. So I did not know this. But um, the show was up for, obviously, I think I wrote down, it's like received 68 Emmy nominations, 11 Mm -hmm. Emmy Awards, four Golden Globe Awards, awards, and um, it says that Golden Girls is one of only four live action shows along with All in the Family, Will and Grace, and Schitt's Creek where all of the principal actors won at least one Emmy. So I thought that was really cool. Um, TV Guide ranked the Golden Girls number 53 on its list of the 60 best series of all time. 53 feels a real far down for me. I think that this show really spanned um, and got a lot of accolades that were well-deserved. So Rotten Tomatoes um, season one has 92% average audience meter, which I thought was really intense. And that's like a high score. IMDb had 8.1 overall. Culture by Arwa Hader. But she said, I think the central to the appeal was the idea of female friendship. That was the heartbeat of the show. The idea that wherever, whatever life threw at you, you could get through with the support of good friends and a slice of cheesecake. So kind of like what you were saying, Kyle. Mm -hmm. It's no wonder a generation of women and gay men so related to it. The thing is, you can put those episodes on now and they will still pop. The performances are so great. Those women were all seasoned pros and that's why it keeps hovering up new fans. All right, so we're going to do our own ratings. So just for new new viewers, oh my gosh, I always say that. Just for new listeners and for Kyle, I'll explain kind of how we do our ratings. We rate each pilot episode off of four categories out of five pilot lights. <laughs> and um, those categories are acting, soundtrack and music, um, script, And then my favorite category, which we could have named differently, but now it's stuck. uh, The makes you want to watch it more category or the, Mm -hmm. you know, continue watching. And then we have our overall score out of five. So Anna Marie, acting. Uh, For acting, I gave it a 4.5 out of five. Okay. I just, like, I thought it was good. I mean, the four main characters and I guess Coco (laughs) in the pilot, like, they're good actors. Maybe, um it's not five for me and that has to do with like script maybe i don't know but it's like it is what it is like it's good for the type of show it is so 4.5 like it 
Kyle, what do you say for acting? Five out of five. Mm. For me, I don't know. I just, maybe I'm a little biased, but they're all such seasoned pros, you know, or doing the show. I just really loved their portrayal of like these characters. Um, Love it. Respect it. There is Mm -hmm. nothing wrong with bias in this group. As Anna Marie can attest to. We're always biased. We are super biased, especially if we like a show. I'm mm-hmm. going to say that I think that this pilot episode, um, it takes them some time to get into their characters. So I'm going to say four out of five pilot lights, but agree. I agree with you, Kyle. I think all of the women are like phenomenal actors. I think as, I think pilot after the pilot episode, episode two would probably be five out of five because it's, you know, sometimes we got to get out those like, kinks of what does this relationship look like how do these how do they interact together but yeah i agree i think that they're so great okay let's go on to our soundtrack or score so how do i even say this in the show in the episode the only it's like background transition music Mm -hmm. between scenes you know like Mm -hmm. like other sitcoms in the 80s or 90s so to me it's like do i even give it a score but the theme song, five out of five. There we go. That's Definitely. all. <laughs> That's <laughs> Kyle? Uh, similar to Anna Marie, I'm just like, th- there wasn't really a soundtrack per se. Sure. There's that. Brittany, you have to take that sound bit of Kyle and then put it in between all of our transitions into our show. Okay, I love it. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> um, but obviously, thank you for being a friend. That, that's just stuck in my head. Forever. Mm-hmm. All day since I've watched this. So um, obviously, I love that. Five out of five. Um, I'm going to also say five out of five because, Kyle, do you remember whenever we would watch it, we would sing... Like we would sing the whole song and then at the end, what is the what is the song that always comes on after? Like as they're like it's ending. With a scene of with a like a picture of their house from the street. And I did it every single time. So it's like thank you for being a friend. stupid um so five out of five okay script i gave a 4.5 out of five okay um i think the like jokes and sarcastic remarks are great Mm -hmm. um maybe i don't know it's hard because like so many shows these days are not in the same style as like live studio audience yeah you know and and waiting for the audience to stop laughing and all that stuff so i feel like i don't know maybe i'm being too harsh maybe it is a five out of five yeah but like it's just uh it was really good um 4.5 out of five okay kyle i would say maybe 4.8 okay (laughs) rounding very specific but um i don't know like it was the 80s there were some dialogue Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. could be today i think also at the time it was 1985 and things have definitely changed since then but i don't know the comedy 
it's just superb. I think that's accurate. And I would agree with you. I think sometimes like some of the jokes, especially around like dieting and some of the jokes, yeah. like, like even like the, like when Dorothy like was slut shaming. Yeah. There's a ton of slut shaming. I would agree. I would say probably the script though, like overall with how quick the wit is and how quick like the jokes are. I can't give it that perfect five just because some of the stuff feels a little dated, but I will give it 4.5, maybe even 4.8, mm-hmm. Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, you know, joking about gun violence. Yeah. You know, like some of that stuff. Yeah. But besides that, <laughs> that was, that's a really big one. But. All right. Anna Marie makes you want to watch it more. I feel like you guys are going to hate me, but I said a three out of five. Oh, interesting. <gasps> Yeah, I just, I think it comes with the territory of it being a sitcom that comes out weekly or it came out weekly mm-hmm. and and where it's like, there's not really any overarching plot or things that happen that span multiple episodes. So oh, yeah, yeah, I could have watched one episode and then have been done with it and which I did like, of course, I marathoned it at times when I was actually watching like the whole series. Um but then there were times where I would watch one and then like maybe two weeks would go by and I'm like, oh, yeah, Golden Girls. Yeah. And so to me, like it is what it is. It's fun and nice, but I could do without it. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that one's kind of low. That's OK. That, that's fair, too. I think that's super fair. Kyle, what about you? Well, yeah, I guess I can see part part of what Anna Marie is saying, but I don't know. Overall, I'd probably give it. Um, a four point eight. <laughs> Just because I don't know, it's like one of those comfort shows. I think for me, at least, yeah, it's like okay, feeling down. I can just turn on Golden Girls, and I have like my feels like I have my besties in my living room with me. You know, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of like brings me back to like some of those times I've had with my own friends. Yeah, um, in the living room watching Golden Girls with Brittany. <laughs> Snuggling, you know. snuggling with our cat that didn't like snuggling. Yeah, <laughs> snuggling with Matilda. Yeah, I would agree with that. So I, I think I'm probably somewhere between the two of you. I would probably say four or three point seven five. And the reason why I would say that is like the the plot doesn't make me want to keep watching. I'm not like, oh, I gotta know what happens next. I would agree 100. Mm-hmm. It's definitely um, a like comfort show where I'm like, Oh, what it's like the nanny in my opinion, like is so similar where you're just like, is this going to make my life richer? And am I going to like learn a bunch of cool things? And is there something that's like action wise happening? That's like driving me to continue watching? No, but does it make me laugh until I cry sometimes Yeah, (laughs) when I feel like crying because life is really hard or grad school or like COVID, like I can think of these two traumatic times where I've like really buckled down and I'm like, let's watch Golden Girls. And we just put it on and just loop it and laugh and you don't have to think about anything. I can see then why it would be higher to keep watching. So yeah, I I would uh, say I'm somewhere between the two of you for makes me want to watch it more. Like does the plot Mm -hmm. drive me to make me want to keep watching? No, but do the characters and does the comfort feeling? Yeah, for sure. Um, Okay. Overall score, Anna Marie. Yeah, I think I'm at probably a four out of five. I just want to add that I think the physical humor oh. is amazing. Like the the facial expressions in this pilot episode when Rose is trying to tell Blanche 
no, you shouldn't get married. And Dorothy's trying to like shut her up. Uh, Dorothy like puts Rose in a chokehold, <laughs> but then tries to play it off like she's hugging her. And then they like, they have a group hug and then they like each kiss Rose and Rose's face. You can see Betty White just like go from like, ugh, like, I don't know. It's just so perfect. So also it's the pretty scene, high. Also the scene where uh, Dorothy's like, Rose, go pick that up. And she picks something up and throws it. <laughs> After she said it, I know that is yeah. so good. So yeah, it's a really good show. Um, it just, uh, it, it can be like, I don't know in the moment or day by day type of thing. So four or five, four out of five. Love it. Okay. Kyle, mother F and Durant. What is your (laughs) 4.9? Oh, I love it. Mm -hmm. I just love the show so much. I am going to say, Oh, out of five lights, this pilot episode, I'm going to say 4.5. The whole series though, I'm along the lines of you, Kyle. I think that it is a five out of five for just like what it's brought and how, how like it still spans like generations. Like you said, Anna Marie, you know, like there was people of all ages at your puppet show and like (laughs) there were people of all different lifestyles at the drag show. There were young people and old people and everybody could just laugh at this like pop culture phenomena Mm. of like these four older women living together living their best life and um yeah i just i think for me i would say that it's definitely up there on my top 10 favorite shows yeah so very cool all right well that was so fun mm-hmm. kyle thanks for being here we're so happy that you were able to join us today thank you for being our very first like pilot our pilot host pilot guest host <laughs> i'm honored to be the pilot host oh, it's the pilot pilot host life. of pilot lights it's perfect i like guest host guest mm-hmm. host yeah for sure yeah Brittany, tell us what we're gonna do next week okay listeners so i know i've uh teased a lot about the show that uh really shaped my musical uh my musical prowess and my taste in like indie depressing music and um we're gonna watch the pilot episode of the 1998 wb hit roswell finally i'm obsessed i don't know if it i i still say the pilot holds up but it could be that i'm completely wrong but get ready listeners to hear a lot about sarah mclaughlin dido (laughs) Matchbox 20. I mean, just counting crows. I'm sorry. I'm just going to just throw it all out there. Uh, But anyways, uh, it is, was my first obsession. So what streaming service is that on? So I believe it's on Hulu. So we will be uh, talking about the pilot episode of Roswell. Okay. I'm excited. Can't wait. I'm excited too. All right. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. I know. I was like, are we going to sing the song? Probably should. Maybe as our outtake. Kyle. (laughs) You have to hear Kyle's singing voice. It's the best. Lots of vibrato. (laughs) Thank you for being a friend.
Sorry, I don't know. Uh, don't worry, we can edit anything out. That's the beauty of podcasting. Yeah. 